Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So three days ago, the washing machine that we bought in November 2021 broke down. It, it basically had a kind of a hissy fit and started giving us this error code, which turns out to be the error code for a heating sensor in the dryer, the tumble dryer part of the machine. And I'm not going to dwell on the fact that a, a machine that's 13 months old breaks just as it comes out of warranty. But I want to talk about Something that's happened in the process of getting an engineer out, because I think it's interesting. You know, I've talked a lot before about sort of lean processes. And recently I've been rereading Elliot Goldratt's books. I mentioned one, The Goal, a couple of weeks ago. I've been rereading The Critical Chain as well, which is his book about kind of project management. And The Critical Chain is, of course, related to The Critical Path, which, which he defines as, I think, the, the, the longest chain of events that have to happen in a sequence to get a project from start to finish. There's all kinds of other stuff happening, but they are not on that critical path because maybe they, they can be done early or they take less time or they, they can be done in parallel or whatever. And this, this process of getting a hot point engineer out has been quite interesting. And one of the things that, so you go online, you put in your details and you choose a date, which is good. You choose a date and then then you arrange a time for them to call you back. And what happens at that time is they automatically call you back and you get put in a queue with everyone else. It's on their dime. So that's good, I guess. And then the other thing that happened was, despite the fact that I'd put in the model number and the serial number of the machine, they sent me a link via text, which went to a web page that allowed me to scan the label, to literally to scan the the label, the barcode, which shows the serial number and the, the make and model of, of the machine. And that's just, that's just like a really sensible thing to do because how many, how many people might put it in slightly wrong? Maybe three or 4% and three or 4%. It's a big deal because if obviously if an engineer comes out, he's prepared to fix a particular fault, which in this case requires a particular sensor to be replaced, a particular fault in a particular machine, and he gets there and either the machine is wrong or the fault isn't, is wrong. So then suddenly your critical path extends because maybe he doesn't have the part in the van. And it's really interesting because it's, it's the kind of thing where when we take action in advance, we reduce the chances of errors happening. So, you know, a dumb example in my business is when I'm going to work with someone on their story. Although those conversations, the initial conversations are kind of, you know, they're, they're free flowing, right? You know, I'm asking questions, I'm taking notes, I'm listening carefully to what they're saying and, and following down rabbit holes and what have you. But one of the things I do before we get on that call is I send them a bunch of questions. Now, it's, these are questions that may not ever come up in the interview, but they're like a, well, they do two jobs. First of all, they're like a backup because if the conversation dries up, it never has, but if it dries up, we can use those questions as kind of a map. But in a wider sense, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm using those questions to warm up the audience. A bit like a kind of, you know, you'll get a comedian, a warm up act before the main, the main guy or girl, or you'll, you know, when you're recording a TV show, you know, there's, you probably know this, there's comedians that come on and, and liven up a studio audience and get them ready so that they can be happy and excited when 
you know, the show actually starts. I'm using those questions in the same kind of way. It's that same kind of idea. And really what it's about is limiting the chance of failure, of, of reducing the opportunity for, for obvious things to go wrong, like someone's not prepared, like someone's put in the wrong maker washing machine. And it's not stuff that's on the critical path until it goes wrong. I think it's, it's one of those things where as we, as we build our businesses, as we get into those kind of rhythms and those patterns of doing work, you know, I'm still fairly early in stories being business, but you can start to see when things go wrong. It's a bit like if you're arranging a Zoom meeting, if you've got a really important Zoom meeting happening, one of the things that you eventually learn is you need to hang a do not disturb sign out. It's, yeah, and you need to go to the toilet before you start. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And it, sometimes it's the kind of things that we don't learn until we've made that mistake. And I've made both of those mistakes when I've been on important meetings. And we start to build a list. We start to, these are the things that can go wrong. They may not be likely, but they're definitely possible. Definitely possible that someone put the wrong making machine in. Can we do anything to help our customer to make sure that, that their time isn't wasted and our time isn't wasted? You know, what's the easy thing we can do? Actually, you know what, with technology, we can send them a link that allows them to take a photograph that shows us that, you know, we know exactly what we're coming to. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'll see how the repair goes. It's in two days time, just before Christmas. And I'm not looking forward to what it will be like if we can't do any washing and the new year. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do online, search for story.business. Bye now.